Hello, everyone. Welcome. At this moment, I'd like to um, first start with maybe a moment of silence because we really have an ongoing tragedy um, locally, like in United States, or and also globally, and because of the pandemic. So we think about all the people and families who have lost their loved ones because of what have been um, really nefarious acts that even our own deep state in the, our government have done. So we think about that and that the people who are continuously um, suffering without much help. And also we like to um, think about the people who have been devastated and be victims of their different earthquakes. Be like, you know, especially like in Syria, they've had 10 years of war and the, then this thing happened. And, and, and we, I still don't hear anything about uh, an international call for help. So that's really crazy. And of course, all the wars that's going on in, in like Ukraine and all the proxy wars. So I, um, I just know a little bit in, in order for me to be inspired to do what I'm doing and to bring all my collaborators, my different podcasters, right? like Roy from Awakening Podcast, Hartmut from Go Your Own Path, and Carl also. And, and, um, and, and so we're very happy that you continue to support us and be with us. But the best support that you could do for us is share this information and don't just connect the dots. Don't just be awake, but connect the dots. Okay. So, and I am most honored to have Sasha Latipova with us. She is so a very busy um, advocate and uh, freedom fighter and truth, um, really truth in the truth movement. And she gained my attention because she, she's a, a Pfizer whistleblower once she worked for Pfizer. But since she also comes from an, a country that she knows something is not right and what's happening in the United States. So that drove her, I think, to really do the work that she has. And she's doing it excellent that all the people who have been leading this fight, the different doctors and scientists and researchers always refer to the works that she's done. And, uh, and it's, so if you wanna follow her, make sure you please go to her, uh, support her in her Substack, okay? So, and, and um, so go ahead, I'll just pass on the baton to um, to Sasha because I want her to just kind of lead us to this conversation. She would know most of what she has been finding. But I think Sasha, what I was thinking is that sometimes we, the people, try to always find the faults outside. When I say outside, like, blame it on other countries, blame it on other people, but we don't even see that maybe it's where we're living, maybe it's our own government, maybe it's the many organizations that we thought are protecting us are not really protecting us. Thank you for being here, Sasha. 
Uh, yes, thank you for inviting me. Um, you know, my background is I, I didn't work for Pfizer. Pfizer was my client. I had my own companies um, and I worked in pharmaceutical research and development uh, space for many years, over uh, 20 years, but 25 years. Um, and I, you know, ultimately ran my own companies, um, which were doing contract research. It's called uh, contract research organizations, uh, that sector. And we did clinic, we ran clinical trials for Pfizer and for many other companies. I worked for about 60 pharmaceutical clients all, all over the world. Um, and I sold my companies. I retired um, a couple of years before the the this uh, pandemic, so-called pandemic. Pandemics don't exist, by the way, but it, this is something that the government wants you to believe. Um, and so this exercise started. Um, actually, Mike Pompeo let it slip that it was live exercise. Uh, it's a military program. Uh, and uh, so they started it in 2020, and I became increasingly concerned because of the lies that the government officials were telling, and also the, uh, especially FDA and CDC, and this is my area, and I, before I had respect for them, I saw that they were professional, and I saw that they understood um, at least the basics of science and basics of medicine. Um, and uh, when they started telling blatant lies about hydroxychloroquine and, and suppressing it and, you know, just very militantly trying to go after every doctor who was uh, trying to treat patients with the best available medicines and different combinations of generic uh, products and vitamins, um, that was immediately extremely concerning to me. And when the so-called peer-reviewed journals that are now just basically yellow press uh, started publishing completely fabricated studies, such as Lancet did. Um, they, they published a study that was entirely fabricated. There was no data like that. Um, and, uh, you know, that to me was the sort of last warning sign, a huge warning sign that something really bad was going on. And I, I started uh, looking into it more carefully, and I started looking into VAERS data set, uh, from from CDC, and I found huge abnormalities with uh, after, especially after the the so-called vaccines started being rolled out. Uh, I we also immediately huge numbers of adverse events and deaths. And my own area was looking at the batch uh, numbers and uh, numbers of adverse events and deaths reported for those batches, and I immediately saw that these products were also not good manufacturing practice compliant, and that's easy to see. Because, and again, it's easy to see for any professional. So anybody who says, you know, it doesn't exist and denies it, they're, they're lying. Okay, so if they're professional, they're lying on purpose. If they're just saying it, they may be incompetent. Um, so, but the professionals such as CDC and FDA were lying on purpose about this. And, um, you know, we, we saw huge variations batch to batch, which should not exist for a well-produced product, at least. And uh, we knew that these products were not... GMP compliant, yet they were being pushed on everyone, on pregnant women, on children. So that's a that's a that's a war crime. Uh, and uh, you know, from there, I you know I don't do various analysis anymore because I found the information that I needed. And I found the confirmation of all of these things in in regulatory documents that were leaked. And then from there, I started looking more into the leaked documentation, what it was showing. Um, again, fraud coordination from all sorts of government places. The, the only uh, the only open question for me was, you know, why, how are all these uh, regulators all over the world uh, 
how are they persisting in this lie so so blatantly? Uh, because they must know something that I don't, uh, that they're completely liability-free for doing so. Because I mean, it was, there's no question that they are lying and lying uh, on purpose to murder people. So that there's no question about that. And, you know, it's easily to easily provable in any court of law if anybody gets into the court of law. But the question was why nobody was getting into a court of law uh, and why they continue blatantly behaving like this as if they have no liability. Uh, and the um, the answer came from my now collaborator, Catherine Watt, who did extensive legal research and wrote, uh, she writes on Substack as well. It's called Bailiwick News. Um, and so she compiled this legal history that in the United States enabled uh, government to commit mass murder completely legally. Uh, this is, uh, well, completely legally means pseudo-legally. It's legal on paper. They made it legal on paper for them to go and murder their own citizens without any liability. Again, this is pseudo-legal. This is not constitutional. This is not lawful. This is really, really bad and evil. But they're doing it. And the, the reason the um, regulators behave this way is because they think that they're going to be protected by this structure. Um, and so the structure in the U.S. involves Department of Defense running this operation. They're in charge of Operation Warp Speed. They're in charge of design development, uh, key technologies that exist in these so-called vaccines, injections. Uh, and uh, they basically uh, organize it in such a way that it, um, you know, they, they use the Defense Production Act and, the, and different other statutes that exist, about six of them, Catherine Watt explains in her substack. Um, they uh, print money um, in huge volumes. They give them to these pharmaceutical companies uh, and then they provide the whole, uh, let's say, uh, manufacturing base that had been put in place over many years uh, to produce these things so that the pharma companies slap their names on it um, and pretend that these are pharmaceuticals regulated to the public. Um, they're saying, oh, we did clinical trials. It was all rigorous. Um, so the public doesn't know any better, believes health authorities who are saying these things and goes and gets vaccinated. And that's how the Department of Defense is killing us, our own citizens. And then they're doing the same all over the world. So through NATO and through other uh, programs that exist, all of this is coordinated. Um, and I'm not even sure that I don't think that Department of Defense is doing it on their own initiative. They're serving central banks. I mean, they're serving their masters somewhere. Um, they're completely treasonous to the United States. Um, they, they serve people who have no affinity to any government. So don't look at it as, you know, one country versus another country. They don't think of it as countries. They think of it as we own the earth. Uh, we own all the resources. There are too many extra people. We need to get rid of them. That's how they think. Um, and so this is what the Department of Defense is doing because they are the most powerful military in the world and they're the enforcer for these people. Um, so uh, that's basically, in the nutshell, what's going on. And so anyone, you know, with a brain left should completely not engage in these things. Stay away from these injections. Warn your relatives off of them. Uh, and don't follow any health advice that comes from the United States health authorities or any other governments in the world who are participating in these programs. I'm glad you emphasize about, um, you know, it, making sure that the people really don't look at it as, you know, a fight between different countries 
you know, because that's as we have known from um, our other guests as well, then like Dr. Bregan, and he would use the words as apex predators. Mm -hmm. And there's really, that's the truth. And I like that word apex because it's very uh, like visual for me, you know. <laughs> so you have been working with uh, and supporting, I mean, you know, they, I guess you can provide information to the different lawyers um, mm -hmm. in the country and also perhaps abroad uh, from what I, I understand in your writings. Do you know if you can share us any progress that they're having in terms of their of what we're doing so that at some point this will really stop? Well, um, I, unfortunately, I don't know of any uh, legal case that has gotten even into the discovery uh, phases. And so that's um, that's another thing that Catherine Watt um, demonstrated very, very clearly, that um, the courts are preempted uh, from review of any of this. And that's why the judges have been, uh, who have been complicit, um, have been very, very careful in dismissing everything. And only, you know, allowing very few things like the, the, the mandates got overturned. Okay, <laughs> yeah, two, two years later, after everyone got injected, who is going to be injected? The rest of us just, you know, we don't care if there is a mandate. Uh, we don't follow the mandate. And so that's fundamentally what, what needs to happen. People should people should stop taking these psychopaths seriously. You know, they may they may look very scary and menacing, and there's Department of Defense involved. And this may sound like, oh my God, we have no recourse. We do have recourse, which is what we have done, all of us here, right? Uh, so somehow we found uh, in us resisting these ridiculous things. And guess what? Most of the time, and, and actually this is experience of my friends, uh, even the ones working in healthcare system, even in the bluest of the blue states, like New York and California, when they say no, these, these psychopaths have nothing. They have nothing to counter them with. You know, they just say no, you continue saying no, you're, you find in, and for very inexpensive, you know, uh, assistance with lawyers over the, for about $700 or so, uh, they're able to resist the state of California and they're able to resist the state of New York and the federal government and the Department of Defense. So uh, that's that's what I'm, I'm trying to convey to people. Don't wait for some court somewhere, some lawyer somewhere, come and save you. You can save yourself, you know, by, by standing up and saying no. Thank you. And before I pass it on to Roy, I just want to share with you also and to others. And I just realized the other day when I attended the Zoom meeting for that, there's also even one um, guy and a family that they were doing like um, banners for freedom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're creating huge banners and their goal is to really put it maybe in in a uh, Times Square, but in different, they have started it, and they're they're suing, they're expressing slogans or telling people what to do, and hopefully I I can invite that guy. But anyway, these things are happening to resist it, and it's awesome. We should remember that we have we are creatures of good intentions and creativity, and that's why Sasha is also an artist, and I find that artists when they know what's going on, they can connect everything because that's what as a critical artist does. So thank you, Sasha and Roy, thank you. Thanks, Grace. Hi, Sasha. 
So, like, when we're trying to kind of keep our sovereignty, those that are in the military, unfortunately, kind of lose that. And we've seen that they were kind of the guinea pigs with the vaccines. And obviously, I mean, I personally know a lot of people that have suffered from side effects or have died in different countries. So mm -hmm. obviously they have seen that as well. Are you seeing any kickback from military that kind of realized, hey, we've been duped? I don't know. I mean, we, we have um, a number of military doctors and uh, whistleblowers coming, coming out and saying, you know, I'm, I, I wasn't going to push it on my on my subordinates and I'm not going to recommend it. And, you know, they, they, people are fighting. So there are, you know, prominent people in the military who are saying no, but I don't know of any, you know, organized effort. Um, you know, there are some cases that are still ongoing again about military mandates. I believe overall the mandate has been overturned and I'm sure the government's going to try to force them to force some other injections, which they will substitute with mRNA onto our troops. They have done it. It's a systematic poisoning program. They have done it for years. They started with anthrax. I mean, they started even before that, but anthrax was probably the most egregious uh, poisoning program that they wanted to roll out on our military. And they succeeded. They've injured hundreds and thousands of them, many more than any, any war uh, theater injured uh, of our troops. Um, so we should realize this, that the, that the government systematic poisoning program directed at our own military has been successful over many, many years. That's what they have done. This is their goal. They also have a systematic poisoning program for our children that they're running under, you know, childhood vaccination schedule. Um, and, and that's been going on for years and years and years. And people need to realize this and people need to stop. Just, just don't do it. Protect your children and then those in the military, protect yourselves and protect your subordinates. Be the, be the, you know, interfering force, because even if you are a lieutenant or I don't know, low rank, you're still interfering force and you can still protect people. Yeah, excellent. We like the slips that normally you get in a kind of pharma product. It gives you all the ingredients and everything, but there's, everything is kind of hidden and blanked out on these. From your own kind of research, do we know how many actually different ingredients are in these poison darts? We don't, no. I mean, nobody knows. The, they have a list of ingredients, um, uh, but nobody can verify it. There's no good manufacturing practice compliance. You know, they claim that this is mRNA making spike protein. I have questions about all of this. Um, you know, there may be some biological substances in those things. They're, they, again, it's all black box, the manufacturing, the distribution, all controlled by the military. Um, and, uh, you know, technically it's open to, wide open to adulteration and falsification. So they can put whatever they like in there from whatever, from, from strategic national biological weapons stockpile, which they have access to. And, and there's nobody and no control mechanism that can stop them. Okay. And like, I assume we'll get nothing with a kind of freedom of information from that, but is there anything that people can be requesting in their different countries under the freedom of information 
that mm-hmm. might kind of help the cause and even wake those up that think that this is actually that they are doing it in our favor uh well one suggestion i have again i mean i, I recommend reading uh catherine watt bailiwick news which is she publishes ideas for foyers and um she's more of a legal researcher i'm i'm not a lawyer but one thing that recently we have found uh which was useful is asking for delegation of authority to those people who signed uh whatever the marketing authorizations were for these products in the country so you can look up what letter authorized them who is the signature and ask the government to produce delegation of authority for that entity that branch of government that person to sign those letters and you will find very surprising answers. Okay. And with like the kickbacks that they're doing for the doctors, because I mean, it's supposed to be like 39,000, but one of the guests that I have, because his Down syndrome child was actually murdered in the hospital. And his claim is kind of between 300,000 and mm-hmm. half a million. It's massive. Mm-hmm. Is there any repercussions that we can try to create systems that go for the the doctors because yeah of course the the whole the powers that be did just trickle it down but it wouldn't happen without all these doctors and nurses being complained and just because their pockets are being lined mm-hmm. yeah there are cases right now filed uh in progress i'm i'm helping them out as well especially in the state of california where yeah you're correct the the bill was the bill per head. So the, the hospitals had huge incentives to keep testing people to find to find PCR positive COVID and designate them as COVID case, especially if those were unvaccinated people or had unvaccinated family members. And, uh, you know, they would essentially keep testing anyone who got, in, you know, got admitted to hospital for whatever reason kept testing them until they would find positive transfer to COVID ward, uh, pump them with morphine and remdesivir, which is CDC's preferred so-called treatment protocol, which is a murder protocol, really. And in many cases would deny uh, food and water, starve people to death, um, restrain them and um, send police as enforcers against the family members who were trying to help or even lawyers who are trying to help. And um, this is evil. This is war crime and murder. And those doctors and nurses who did this, they're complicit in war crimes and murder. And, um, or, you know, the executors, they were executors of those people. Uh, The bills would be, yeah, anywhere 300 to 500,000 per head a huge incentive, and they would get 20% bonus for use of remdesivir as their preferred killing agent. Uh, Remdesivir causes kidney failure um, in a large percentage of people, especially for people who have already compromised kidney function, which is many people who get admitted to hospitals do. Uh, And, uh, you know, that's why this program was so successful in generating all these so-called COVID deaths. Um, you know, I, what to do about it. As I said, there are cases right now filed. I know of one, you know, against several hospital systems in um, California. I have um, also, I'm, I'm helping, including financially, um, 
some families who are trying to find justice. I don't know where this will go. I, um, you know, I encourage everyone to file cases like this um, by yourself with a lawyer. Unfortunately, there are not enough lawyers today working for people uh, because most lawyers want fat pay paycheck and have been captured by the system, they work for the law firms, large prestigious law firms that have pharmaceutical uh, pharmaceutical companies and hospitals as their clients. And so that preempts any lawyer in that firm working for the people, they would have to resign. Um, so that, again, that's another complication that we have. And that's why people need to be aware, need to be protecting themselves. And first thing we can do is to say no and to say no to these practices and uh, call out these these murderers on social media everywhere, um, you know, and talk to your local sheriff, talk to your, write to your Congress people, bring this to their awareness. There are new members of Congress now who are more, I'm told, more interested in looking into this more carefully. And so I encourage everyone to write to all of your representatives. Okay. And you mentioned like the, the PCR tests and like the one thing that should have woke up everybody is that they were actually selling billions of PCR tests around the world in 2017 and 2018 before this so-called thing happened. And I mean, we're hearing that there's supposed to be toxins in that as well. And they were ramming them up, you know, a lot too far. You know, the reality is you had to step two meters apart from somebody, but yet they had to ram it up your nose and into your mouth to actually test did you. Did you mm -hmm. actually have it? Which, in, in, you know, that should even kind of wake you up. But unfortunately, it didn't. But like with with uh, the PCRs, is that are, are people actually still using the PCRs now, or is that kind of actually disappeared? Because I haven't heard much about the PCR testing anymore. Um, I'm sorry, I have my dogs barking. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I myself never used any COVID tests, so I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> so and and uh, I don't allow my family to be tested, uh, and so or, or even my my extended family. So we're all you know school children or whatever. Whenever they want to test, we just go berserk on the school, and um, they they back off. So uh, I I don't know how prevalent this is. I'm sure the hospitals are still doing this program because this is still uh, you know CDC's um, essentially mandated. So the, the the payments to the hospitals from the state and from from Medicare uh, and Medicaid depend on them following this murder protocol. So I'm sure they're still doing it. Um, as far as other places, I I really don't know. Okay, okay. And just finally, before I pass you over to Carol, uh, like. The CDC, we know they've changed their figures. They're as corrupt as you can get. The FDA, you know, apparently 75% of funding from pharma goes to the FDA. The World Health mm -hmm. Organization, same thing. The whole lot is a cesspit. Do you know of any organization that's been set up or is in or is building that will basically have the medical professions that are ethical and actually realize that they've been duped to be starting to go in that direction is there anything that exists i don't i don't know there, there is a um, aps in in the us um that sort of the uh the american I forget the physicians and surgeons um so the the opposite of ama or you know alternative to ama aps i think was a little bit more sane to begin with but other than that, I don't know 
any sort of organized we are you know there's some journals that are emerging that are you know people say they get smeared of course as conspiracies but they do publish research and my colleagues have published and and um you know I'm, I'm collaborating on publishing as well i think people just need to organize and come up with their own systems your own local system your own you know figure out what you're going to do in the neighborhood because uh, also, I should like to say that all of this is collapsing. The dollar is collapsing. They're not going to be able to maintain their cri criminal structure much longer. I don't know. Maybe it's a few months. Maybe it's a couple of years. I don't know. But, uh, you know, they, they are relying on this massive printing of dollar. Um, a lot of the world is already decoupled from dollar. And the more they do this printing and pumping money into these criminals to keep them silent um, and complicit, uh, the faster this is going to unravel. So these hospitals and systems and things like that, they're not going to be around much longer. So we, we, we need, regardless of what's going on, we need to figure out what to do in the next few years by ourselves in our own neighborhoods with our own families and uh, be prepared for, uh, you know, for the total collapse of banking and all, all of this criminal organization that relies on it. Thank you very much, Sasha. I'll pass you over to Carol. Hi, Sasha. Hi. Hey. How are you? Um, was was COVID the turning point for you to when you kind of realized that these three-letter agencies were not to be as trusted as much as we're taught? Well, yes, pretty much. I, I wasn't, you know, looking into any of this. Uh, before uh, you know I did my job I had my I had family to to raise I was full-time working you know traveling all over the world for business and um, yeah I, I, I did my stuff um, you know I didn't by the way I didn't see so much corruption in the FDA everybody says oh FDA is paid by pharma and revolving door and they've always been like this no they haven't been always like this what they're doing right now is vastly different from the you know day-to-day -day corruption they were uh they had and I actually myself have never seen corruption neither in Pfizer and D nor in FDA I I've worked with you know pretty smart intelligent professional people who did the best they could. And, um, you know, I never saw anything I've seen. Uh, the only time I've seen corruption was uh, I actually interacted with the current commissioner of the FDA, Robert Califf. He was my business competitor and he used to run a, a research lab, another contract research organization at Duke. And he tried to organize a cartel on one of the uh, conference calls we had for the industry members at the time, Cardiac Safety Research Consortium. He tried to blatantly organize a cartel on that call and myself and my colleagues called him out right there and we said, do you realize what you're doing and this is illegal? Uh, and he stopped at the time. Uh, so that's the only time I actually saw blatant corruption happening. Uh, now he now he's a commissioner of the FDA. Uh, and uh, at this time, you know, I can say, yeah, they're all captured and they're all criminals and should be put to, put in jail. And whoever is still sitting silently and pretending like this is all okay, uh, I mean, they should reconsider what they're doing very quickly. Uh, I, I saw it when I saw it, I started speaking up right away. Um, you know, before that, I didn't see it. 
That's it, it's it's an interesting thing because uh, when you start to criticize these organizations, mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're people assume that you're talking about how they were, but what you're actually saying that was a, you there was a noticeable change in the way mm -hmm. they operated, which is yeah. I suppose a lot of people, you know, they they would rather may think that there's always been they've always been doing this at this level, and it's only now that we've become aware of it. Something changed, and something seems to have changed globally. And yeah, it definitely changed. So, so, so people who are saying that you know they've always been corrupt, they also also want to say, oh, it's Pfizer being corrupt for money. Uh, you know, Pfizer is being corrupt, and FDA is allowing them to be corrupt for money. And that's not actually uh, the correct story. While Pfizer is completely corrupt, and Pfizer uh, should be prosecuted, uh, and I'm not excusing them for doing this, but this is a different structure. What people don't understand is that this is the global governments together, but led by the United States, of course, uh, are running this operation together, in which uh, FDA has no regulatory power or authority. So their corruption is the fact that they are paid and hired and told to lie to the public and they are doing it. That's that's their corruption. Not that they're, you know, kind of collaborating with pharma. That's not what it's what's going on. Both of them, FDA and pharma, are hired to lie together and to perform this act and convince the public and then, uh, you know, have Pfizer product injected into, into public. Uh, but they're hired by another party, and this is a coordinated global effort. Yeah, so so it's a top-down uh, um, impact that's having on everybody. I what I find fascinating is the way it happens so quickly and how s such large amounts of people at different levels within their organization sort of fall into place. And, mm -hmm. and I wonder, I always wonder how that happens because I don't believe everybody's there. Oh, we're going to murder. We have to murder people. I No doubt there's people in there, they're psychopaths, you know, whatever. But the majority of people are, are good. And so I imagine that they found themselves to being in a compromised situation and then only realize that after the fact they've done something and therefore won't speak up so they won't incriminate themselves. And then it becomes a slippery a slippery slope into complicity, and this is what we have. But still, that whole way, the psychology of how people react seems to be a well-studied to be able to implement this because it seems to have affected all or many organizations throughout the world. And, uh, and I'm fascinated by the fact that it's almost like a virus. And, 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 and on the other side of it is how the people I uh, can't see these these obvious uh, uh, nonsensical uh, implementations, like mm -hmm. injecting the U.S. military with an untested uh, 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 substance. I mean, yeah. you don't need inter you don't need interballistic missiles. You, you know, I mean, I mean that's just a Trojan horse. And then there's you know making mass mandatory when the pan the pandemic has has dampened down and the issues etc 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 it's almost in your face so that whole thing of how people fall into place so that's why i was interested in wondering how uh how sudden it was for you mm -hmm. uh and it and it probably came down to uh, that incident that you that you talked about 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, the, so now in retrospect, I know that, let's say the changes were ongoing in the pharmaceutical industry, but they were slow changes. So the changes to enable it, to enable the current situation were put in place, you know, now that I think back and looking at, uh, you know, what was that, what I was observing, they probably came around, you know, started around 2008-ish, as, as far as I can remember. So Pfizer, for example, shut down a bunch of their uh, R&D centers, their own R&D centers, and laid off those people that I, I was working with. So the real scientists, the scientists who were chemists and biologists and knew how to design drugs and knew how to do pharmacology and knew to, to anticipate the risks and understand the mechanisms. So all of those people were gone. They replaced them with, I don't know, diversity hires and uh, software. Uh, and uh, the you know, and so you, when you have much less competent people and a lot of software models, uh, and then they have huge compartmentalization, which is which is everywhere in Pfizer and FDA, in the military, and everywhere. They just divide everything in small tasks. They hire not very smart or not very professional or not very experienced people who couldn't understand the whole picture who couldn't like if you can't design a drug yourself and then know how to test it and you haven't done that exercise well how would you know that this particular piece of paper or this report actually is correct or not or does it have fake images in it for example which we found plenty um in in the in these regulatory funds so when when you when you have people who don't understand and they're just performing a very narrow task and then you also put massive pressure scare campaigns propaganda on top of it and you start screaming at them that if you don't push this paper fast enough then people are going to die from this scary virus well that's what happens if people start you know say okay i you know i'm just gonna do this very fast and not ask any questions and that's exactly what happened you know, and now I don't know if they realize what they've done or not, but they should very fairly soon figure out what they're doing because, as I said, the system will collapse, the payments will stop, uh, they will be on their own, faced with extremely angry public. I, I don't know what people are going to do. Yeah, it's a, it's a, when you when when you start to put things in in position and realize. Um, you know, something that you didn't weren't aware of for so many years in your life. It paints a bleak picture for the future, but it also maybe bleak but unknown. And so, because I'm thinking as as things, uh, you know, when people, you know, food becomes scarce and etc., and water become and, and energy, uh, that pushes people. It, it'll it'll push them out of their slumber too. And mm-hmm. you know, their reaction is an opposite equal reaction. And so. That kind of gives me hope, um, you know, because if we if we go to, almost too slowly at it, people will get used to it. Mm-hmm. The, you know, people get used to it. Give it a generation or two, and all this becomes normal. I mean, the young generation, they don't know what life was before the internet, um, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll pass you on to Hartman. Thank you very much, Sasha. Thanks. Hello, Sasha. Really Hi. pleasure to have you here. And um, I want to come back to the DOD department because it is a military operation. And mm-hmm. um, 
the NATO is involved and we and the interesting thing is we have here uh, the health institute in Germany which was run by Klaus Wieler and he said you are not allowed to question full stop he gave the order from the general directly yeah so this mm -hmm. was very interesting so that we could understand that in Germany the general was higher than the minister mm -hmm. yep yeah and uh, and the interesting thing is we had in, the, in our last um, interview we had Christian Ursch from Switzerland there in the in the podcast and he showed us a document in which uh, was stated that the WHO Switzerland works with the WHO Beijing in order to create funds in order to bring this pandemic on on the market Mm -hmm. So um, we have the impression that many Chinese are behind this, but not only the Chinese. As you, can you under, can you a little bit explain the the role of the Chinese with respect to the to the industrial complex? Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know. I mean, my impression is that this is, as I said, it's not one country versus another country. I don't think mm -hmm. it's like, okay, China somehow got hold of WHO. Uh, I think all the countries that are portrayed as being at war or in conflict with each other are actually that's kind of a theater. Um, you know, it's a it's it's a distraction. Um, let's, for example, you know, China China had all these nonsense um, COVID lockdowns, zero COVID policy, which makes absolutely no sense. I mean, the 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 pandemic worldwide is stupid, but this is yet another level of stupid. So I can't imagine that they're that stupid. Like it, it's just not possible for. Uh, uh, otherwise, you know people who behave in smart ways and the good negotiators and, and uh, know how to steal technology and know how to, you know, so they, they, they have trade all over the, the world. All of a sudden, they just completely behave like dumb clowns. No. So there's something else going on. So they were either doing tests for everyone, like figuring out, you know, which ter terror tactic works best for uh, for people, you know, how can we scare them? And so that may have been running those kinds of planned exercises. Uh, now, for example, Russia, you know, seems to be, uh, you know, Putin is at war with everyone and uh, the whole West is, is, is fighting with Russia. Yet Putin seems to be implementing exactly the same laws and regulations and, and all these biosecurity executive orders. I mean, it's almost like the same language that Biden is using in his executive orders and uh, to central bank digital currency. So I'm like, okay, well, they both seem to be reading from the same script um, while, you know, play acting some kind of a war. Uh, so uh, that, that's my message. It's not one country versus other country. It's the, I believe this is coming from the central banks, uh, Bank of International Settlements, and about 140 other central banks that are trying to take down global financial system and hoping that they can take it down in a controlled manner so that they can end up being on top and eliminate a whole bunch of people in process because those people are nuisance. And, uh, you know, in this process, they need to reduce the entire 
money supply, balance sheet, get rid of a bunch of people, take over resources and restart again. So that's the, that's their plan. That's what they're trying to do. I don't think they're going to succeed, but you know, that's what's going on. I see. Yeah. And um, do you have any information how dangerous is, is it um, by the people who got the injection to spread the virus or to spread the spike protein, for example, by shaking hands? Oh no! It's, I don't think it's that dangerous. I mean, it, it's it, there is definitely shedding from injected people. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're they just they destroyed their own immune system. So these injections destroy the immune system. It just depends on because, as I said, they're made in a very sloppy manner. Uh, some may be benign because they're over diluted or degraded, and some may be very concentrated and poisonous, and there's anything in between. Now, you know. It, the purpose is to destroy the immune system. So if they got something, um, some kind of a payload, and it is destroying their immune system, there is an, a phenomenon when people shed stuff. It's probably the body is trying to get rid of these toxins, and it just sends it out. The toxins can be, you know, being shed in sweat, in body fluids, and in skin shedding, and um, you know, this may be more or less depending on the individual and how much toxic substance they got and how much they get around. Um, so there is a there is a risk there. Um, as far as I know, what I've seen so far, it's risky to small babies and maybe otherwise frail people. Uh, it's, you know, it may be not fun uh, or nuisance to otherwise healthy adults. Uh, but unless you are like hugely exposed to these people and in crowded environment with them all the time, I don't think it represents any particular danger. I see. Okay. And um, concerning um, concerning the strategy and uh, concerning the World Health Organization right now that they are implementing contracts where the countries gave the whole power of their health care system to the World Health Organization. Do you have any comment on that? Well, this would definitely need to resist and uh, write to our representatives about. Now, uh, so de facto, they already did that. So this, this pandemic was exactly that. Uh, even though there was no law like this in, and there was not, nothing signed legally, um, they in fact already did this. So, okay, whether they put it into law or not, it doesn't really change things because as far as how they're doing things in practice, they, they already, you know, went ahead, went ahead with all of this. Uh, we should make a lot of noise about this and uh, write letters and be angry publicly and on, on, uh, on social media about this. I mean, in, in nonviolent way, obviously. Uh, and uh, to make sure that everybody understands that we're on to them, we're watching them, we know what they're up to. Uh, some states already, uh, so Wyoming, for example, just recently uh, issued, I think it's in the process of being finalized, um, uh, the, the uh, Wyoming um, legislature, uh, sort of a bill that says, we don't sign up to this, essentially, you know, this is your deal Biden with uh, WHO, it has no impact on us because we're a sovereign state uh, with our own legislature, with our own healthcare system. 
And I think I, I, I encourage everyone to do it, even down to the township levels. I mean, you can do it. You can you can yourself um, sign a, an affidavit of non-compliance and file it with your local sheriff. And you can say, you know, when they implement this, you know, masking and pandemics and testing, I'm not doing it. And I'm just warning you now because, you know, I, I am a sovereign human being and nobody dictates to me what substances I inject into myself. So, again, I encourage everyone to do it. Um, uh, I think uh, actually Catherine Watt was uh, publishing affidavits like this um, that you can do yourself. Uh, and so, yeah, anyone from the state down to township, down to, you know, county, local, local sheriff, you yourself uh, can do this and, you know, educate everyone around you about what's going on. Another great, great resource on WHO shenanigans is Jane Rogoski. Uh, on Substack as well. Um, James is wonderful and he publishes all the updates and detailed information about this. And also he has a lot of activities and, and um, events that you can participate in. Okay. And uh, do you have any opinion how long it will take with respect to one, uh, the jabs to, to destroy the immune system completely? Because I don't know. I asked this question because Mr. Um, I think um, the CEO of Pfizer, he said we met the first time in 2019 in order to reduce the population by 50%. And, um, and then he said in 2023, we, it, show, it seems that we are becoming close to the target. And this is something what he said on the World Economic Forum. And for this reason, I, I asked this question. I believe that video was doctored somehow. I mean, uh, so the, the uh, yeah, so I don't think he actually said something like this. Um, okay. That's good. But um, as far as like how long it takes, again, it's it's very hard to, to, to say this because some people got probably benign injections. Um, some people, and most people are actually going to be okay. Um, so there's a combination of, you know, they got uh, blank or near blank, or maybe there was some toxic metals, which the body will work out, it's, you know, through this, through self-healing process. Um, but some people got poisonous substances. Uh, we know that a lot of people, you know, the, 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 there's high mortality um, associated with it. There's also, unfortunately... Uh, potential sterility uh, for both men and women, and uh, for women in particular, there's known very uh, damaging uh, effects on the reproductive system. So some percentage of people will will die, get autoimmune diseases, uh, various cancers, neurological conditions, and so forth. All of this is just basically immune system being destroyed from within, and some people will not be able to have children. Um, but I think the majority of people are actually going to survive this. Um, the, the injections didn't work as they planned. Um, they, they were not lethal enough, although they're plenty lethal, of course, but not to the, to the targets that these psychopaths are aspiring to. I think they're planning other things like, you know, energy crisis, food crisis, you know, other stuff. So we need to be again, aware and be prepared and work with our local communities to counteract this. Yeah, uh, I think I think the same. I think Ukraine is only um, 
Zelensky said that he wants to establish the new world order in Ukraine. So he wants to have the 50-minute states and all that stuff, uh, cities, the 50-minute cities. And I think uh, they will try to establish Ukraine as the prototype. And by civil war, maybe I think in Europe it shall happen the same way. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, my question is also, um, if, I, if I take a potato, if I have a natural potato and I, and I change one gene in the potato, so then I can patent the potato and I can sell the potato to, um, to, uh, to um, stores, and uh, this is my potato. Mm -hmm. And if this jab changes our DNA, is there a possibility that someone has a patent on this or, or is, this, uh, is this a strange uh, idea? Uh, it's a strange idea. I, I mean, um, so uh, nobody can change DNA. So that that okay. whole that that's that whole system is, is or or claims like this is, is hubris. Um, so as far as the GMO crops and things like that, they basically just the way the way they do it, they basically just poison um, the crops uh, with the target toxin, and then whatever survives is you know resistant and they and they say we've modified genes no they haven't uh it's it's more like a selective breeding process uh, based on some some sort of induced toxicity they're doing the same here um none of the stuff changes dna yes it it um we have indication that uh with exposure to whatever substance is in the vial and that's it's a big question mark what's in the vial uh, so with exposure to substance in the vial, uh, cells like hex cells engage in uptake of this material uh, using reverse transcriptase process. That just means that cells are taking up the material. Uh, it doesn't mean that it is actually being incorporated into genome, into a functioning new genome. It can damage the genome. So what it does, I think, it's just it gets it gets taken up by the cellular process. It produces damage. System starts falling apart in various ways, but it's not a modification of genome. It's just it's just a damage to damage to cells on a more profound level, um, and that's that's all that happens. And then and then you know that's and, and with it with the GMO is just basically they, they they just create a patent based on this, and that's. Again, people as people are um, paying too much attention to patents as if they're real. They're not patents. You have to understand patents are claims of of novelty. It doesn't mean so. If you've claimed some kind of a novel idea, it doesn't mean that this actually works or have been implemented because patents get issued based on novelty. Mm -hmm. Nobody is checking that you actually have done this and and produced something workable from it. It's just future. Uh, aspiration. So uh, I don't think people can be patented, although, you know, this should be brought up in court and, and litigated. And I think, you know, currently there are some cases on that uh, going to the Supreme Court eventually. Um, but nobody should be thinking about, oh, my genome got modified. No, they cannot do that. They can damage you, but they can't modify you. Um, I'm a little bit in alternative medicine for example also russian medicine and this is for example gayaev from moscow mm -hmm. he died unfortunately into december 2020 and should get the nobel prize in 2021 and he has found um, the possibility uh, by 
uh, transforming, for example, a, a photo of youth in a laser and the laser in, mu in music or sound. And he can remember, he can, um, he can produce a frequency so that the DNA remembers its origin. Um, yeah. Have you ever heard about something? Like I, I heard of him and I heard of these experiments. There is definitely something to the electromagnetic frequencies. Yes, I, I, I agree that the, you know, the view of, uh, of human body as a thing made of smaller things never made sense to me. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's makes more sense when you think of it as a field uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, and um, a, system, a temporary system in equilibrium maintained by various fields and forces. Um, yeah, that makes more sense. And so from that perspective, his experiments make sense, but I don't know much about his, his work, unfortunately. Okay. And my last question is concerning the, concerning the laborator uh, laboratories. What I don't understand is, um, it must. Uh, how how can the big companies hide all these laboratories? Because in the the laboratories are in general, what I understood so far from China, for example, they are um, places which are owned by different countries and which are comparable to embassies. And you and several countries in which, for example, you have a laboratory from the United States or UK or Germany, they are the the governmental official of the state have no right to to come to this place. And um, how did they hide this? How did they? Does does anyone spoke about this in Pfizer or is this was this complete secret? How did they do it? I don't know. I've never. I don't know which laboratories you mean. Yeah. Okay. I understand. No, this. Uh, so. Yeah. I. I. You're well, talking about the bio labs, aren't you? The bio labs you're talking. The bio labs. About. Is, so bio for example, in, in Ukraine, and I know it. For example, also from China, uh, in Wuhan, many. Oh, bio labs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there are various. Uh, there, there are thousands of them or so, and I, frankly. I don't know, you know, they're probably different, organized differently. I'm sure some of them are organized under Gavi and other places which have sovereign immunity. So that's how nobody can go there. Uh, but uh, I frankly think that this is also a big hoopla over, uh, you know, it's, it's part of the propaganda. They want you to believe that they can, A, modify your genome. They cannot. B, they can produce these new mutant, more lethal and more transmissible viruses. This is total bs on steroids like they can't it, it's against the nature it's against the laws of nature and, and they know it but they keep this facade of oh we have all these bio labs and they will leak virus at any moment now i want people to think about it logically okay we have a country of ukraine where they're saying they had 80 bio labs with very super dangerous pathogens that they were working on okay the country has been blown up it's in the middle of the war I'm sure a bunch of them have been blown up likewise, and nobody was paying attention to the safety procedures. Where is the plague? Where's the smallpox? Where are they? Where are those super bugs that leaked? Brilliant. So that, that's my point. Okay. All of that is nonsense. Whatever they're doing there, I don't know, maybe keeping stocks, maybe they have some storage facilities. 
whatever. It's it has no implication on anyone. It cannot leak because when it actually gets blown up, nothing happens. Thank you so much. Brilliant. This is a very good statement. I pass it to Grace. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. <laughs> Sasha, could may I invite you to um, inform or invite our audience to how they can support you and if you have any more final words for the audience? Yeah, well, so um, you can find me on Substack and here's the, you know, the, the link to Substack. Uh, my content is free. I enabled uh, optional subscription. You can subscribe and to get uh, access to the archive of all the Substack. Uh, but otherwise, the new posts are free. Um, I encourage those who can support me, please support me. Um, if you cannot, you can still read my materials. And, um, you know, I hope to stay in touch. Um, thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you so much. And again, let me invite our audience to please share, subscribe, and support any of our guests because, you know, it, it, we have a really crucial, important work to do, and we can only do it together. And let the, our wisdom from the source, from God, really lead us to what we have to do next because we can do something and not just sit and acquiesce with everything. Thank you and enjoy your week and take care. Thank you.